Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. It would never have happened with me as your commander-in-chief, and for four long years, it didn't happen. And China, with Taiwan, is next. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never, ever before. We've got a Federal Bureau of Investigation that won't allow bad election-changing facts to be presented to the public where Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't, and a Department of Justice that refuses to investigate egregious acts of voting irregularities and fraud. And we have a president who is cognitively impaired and in no condition to lead our country, which may end up in World War III. We are a nation that no longer has a free press and has no fair press any longer. Fake news is all you get, and they are truly the enemy of the people. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions of dollars it has taken from us to build a military to rival our own. And just two years ago, we had Iran, China, Russia, North Korea, and all of the rest in check. They weren't going to do a thing against us, and everyone knows it. They respected the United States, and they respected America. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. Welcome back, Vince. This is the Red Pill Project's hey. Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to the United States, the undermining of the United States Constitution, the infiltration of our institutions, the social, the political, the cultural, the economic, the academic, the uh, militaristic, the Great Reset, and everything in between from the World Economic Forum, DEI, ESG, whatever it might be. We are here fighting the good fight of the information war. And uh, we're happy to be with you today. We are happy to be with you on this Monday, September 19th, a day that a lot of us have been waiting for. The 19th, we are tracking events, I guess if we can say that. And Donald Trump right there in his speech in Ohio. And everybody, this was the thing. And this is the, 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 the fake news is out there reporting on the one. All the people holding up the one. The reason is, is because, well, Donald Trump is playing a song in the background by Richard Fieldgood off of YouTube called Where We Go One, We Go All. Yeah, so they're just saying we're number one, we're number one. Well, they're saying where we go one, we go all. Ah, that makes sense. One. That's right, one. Where we go one, we go all. And uh, the media is having a heyday with this. 
um, that that Trump has gone full QAnon. Well, you know what? He's always been that way. He's full Q plus. <laughs> he is full Q plus. And uh, I think there's good reason for it because as the indications have shown us last week, as the indications have shown us the week before, and the week before that, we are in the storm. It is happening right now. We are watching this unfold right before our eyes and it is a incredibly interesting time to be alive it is an interesting time to be a part of all of this and i just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys out there because you know there's um there's a lot of things happening in the world and i say this every episode there's a lot of things happening in the world but there is and there's a lot of things happening in people's life and you never know that the pain that somebody's going through in their life and, you know, I just want everybody out there to just recognize that, um, you know, no matter what a person's political affiliation is or what a person's, you know, sexual orientation, whatever it might be, just understand that people are going through a lot these days, that the weight of the world is being just broadcast throughout all consciousness. And I think everybody understands what I'm talking about. Everybody, I get... I get emails every day, messages every day that there's just this jello that everybody's going through. And it's like a collective human emotion that is just projected out by everybody who's in this state of uncertainty in the world. And so you never know what, uh, what someone's going through. So, you know, just take note of that and try to treat everybody with kindness and respect and try to, to be that person that, that is that beacon of, of hope, of peace, of freedom, of love of kindness, of compassion. And, you know, maybe we can have a better world tomorrow, right? Absolutely. I, I say it all the time. I said it this morning on coffee. Don't be a victim during these times. Do your best. Make, you know, play that 5D chess with your own life as well. Don't be a victim. Be mm -hmm. that shining light like Josh said and just go forward. We're all going forward together into this storm. We're in it and... This winter might be tough, so we're going to have to do a little preparation, get the mindset right. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, a lot of people are suffering as we speak around the world yeah. with this. So, Absolutely. And welcome back, Vince. Vince Tagliavia, my co-host, is, is my back pleasure. on the I Daily Dose after a long-ass hiatus. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, in this uh, first world country, this day and age, as technologically advanced as we are, it's unbelievable that we would have to wait a month and a half, two months for internet. But hey, it happens. Dude. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm, you know, I don't want to gripe about it all all day if I could, but fuck you, Comcast. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. Not a Comcast, don't worry. Yeah. Holy mackerel! Yeah, it was a journey to get it all up, and I still have a lot of work to do, and I'm trying to prepare for the winter and all this, you know, just in case I want to be uh, in a position to survive. Worst case scenario. Yeah. So I hope y'all are doing the same. I mean. You never know what could happen. Some of us may be fine. Others maybe are in Washington State like me and need to be a little more cautious. I don't know. We'll see. Now, but, oh, go ahead, man. I was just going to say it's a pleasure to be back. I, I'm excited. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to start off with this. And I told people on Telegram that I was going to talk about this tonight because – I did um, DEFCON 5 on American Media Periscope. It's one of the shows that I co-host with American Media Periscope and James Grunvig. We had a guest on. Um, actually, two guests. So we had uh, Mick, Mick V from uh, um, Patriot Party Podcast as a guest. 
former Delta Force Ranger, um, incredibly decorated, you know, 20 year plus army veteran. And then myself. Um, and he was kind of like a guest that came on in the last few minutes. Um, but then we had uh, Derek Johnson on. And Derek Johnson is an Army veteran, country music star out of Nashville. And um, firstly, I have no ill will towards Derek. I think Derek is a good guy, a patriot. But um, I had yeah. reviewed his research before going on the show. And so he has this claim that Trump is still president and commander-in-chief. And he goes out and tries to justify why this is through research. Um, as you know, when it comes to research, I am just, I, I break shit down. I don't, I don't hold back. And if, if something is wrong or if someone is saying something that is not correct, I'm probably going to speak up. And that's exactly what happened here. And so I was on the show and he started talking about PEDS, a presidential emergency action documents. Yes. And he was saying how, you know, Trump basically created a PEDS um, to stay in the presidency for contingency, uh, for continuity of government, very similar to devolution theory. And I said, you do understand that a new president comes in and that president has the ability to review, amend, annotate, um, change, or create their own new presidential emergency. He's like sitting there going, I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, they do. I know for a fact that you specifically researched this because of the particular post referring to peds and whatnot, what, a year and a half ago, a year ago? Well, I, I researched it heavily ago? due to um, devolution um, theory. Right. Yeah, and I researched it back during the um, December 2020 when we were trying to figure out how Trump could stay in office. We were looking at the peds um, and you can't see peds. Right. And he made this claim that, you know, uh, the president and generals are the only one that have access. That's not true. Uh, the president can give access to anybody. He can give it to a senator, a congressman. He can give it to a general. He can give it to a whole military group. It, it just depends on the president. Basically. They are presidential emergency action directives. But there's some keys here. Mm -hmm. And this also goes, and so he talks about executive orders, specifically executive order 13848. Now, this is a Trump executive order 13848. You guys remember this one, this one right here. Executive order 13848, imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in the United States election. Now, this is where I had a lot of problems with, and I didn't get to this in the... Um, the episode. But if you pull this up here, you know, he goes through some, some information. He goes, commander in chief. Um, he says military and civilian are two separate laws. Commander in chief, the uniform code of military justice, president, federal and civilian laws. The president is not president over the military. The commander in chief is not commander in chief over civilians. Right. Um, on the show, he said that the UCMJ military law trumps civil law. No. It doesn't. Absolutely not. And the way you can actually determine this is that military members are held accountable under civil law as well as the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. But civilians will only fall under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. When you join the military, when you join the military, you actually sign a waiver waiving various constitutional rights. Okay. Which means that here's the thing. Nothing trumps the Constitution. The U.S. Code is a derivative uh, a codification of the laws pertained to the United States Constitution. So civil law, okay. U.S. Code, is the law of the land, which is from the Constitution. We can agree or disagree that it's a corporate law or whatever. I, it doesn't matter. 
the way that it's looked at in the courts, the way that is upheld within our governmental system for at least 150 years is that civil law is the codification of the United States, the laws derived from the United States Constitution, and that is the law of the land. So military law does not trump civilian law. So the uh, so there's a lot of different stuff here. And he says here, um, he says inside this executive order, there's four major events outlined. And this is where I start having major disagreements with this guy. He says, by federal law, national emergencies must be addressed by Congress. It was not addressed. COVID-19 was not mentioned until February 4th, 2020 at the State of the Union address first by President Trump. So how did, so he says here, how did he know to issue a national emergency on September 18th to activate on November 3rd, 2020? Now that got really confusing. So you have to read on. He says right here, Declared maritime law. He specifically put the date of November 3rd, 2020 as the activation date of maritime law on September 12th, 2018. So he's talking about this executive order, which came out on September 12th, 2018. And nowhere in this executive order, if you search for it, nowhere in there does it say November. Nowhere in there does it say November 3rd, 2020. Nowhere in there does it say maritime law. When he's talking about maritime law, he's talking about the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, which is not maritime law. Maritime law is something completely different. And I go over this. I have a, um, a sub stack I've been working on. And I go over this um, intimately, like really, really deep. And uh, he says right here, do you ever wonder why there are shortages? He's talking about the supply chain shortages during COVID. Maritime law equals the law of the water. Maritime law is why no foreign goods will enter the United States as specified in Order 13848 order. So basically he's stating that since the election was stolen, Trump initiated maritime law and started seizing all the imports into the coast. No. Right? He says, um, hence why the ships are guarded at the port cities and crates have not been delivered to warehouses. And he says, who, uh, and then I asked, who's guarding them? No one. There's standard coasty patrols. The shortages of ports was not due to the implementation of maritime law, but instead due to the destruction of the supply chain by the globalists and the mass violations of regulations from politicians. Has nothing to do with maritime law. And I say, stop listening to Charlie. He says, um, right here, um, he said, declare maritime law. He specifically put the date of November 3rd, 2020, the activation date of maritime law on September 12th, 2018. And I go, huh? Maritime law is a set of laws which, according to the Coast Guard, maritime law consists of substantiated rules created by federal courts referred to as general maritime law, which do not arise from the Constitution or legislation of the U.S. However, the federal courts' power to create these rules do arise from the Constitution's grant of admiralty jurisdiction. So, massive. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about on that maritime law thing, right? And so, then, I, then he says, executive orders equal automatic law. What? Not even close. I put a definition above. An executive order cannot expand the power of the president defined in Article 2 of the United States Constitution. Congress, as per Article 1, the Constitution grants Congress the sole authority, sole authority to enact legislation which becomes law and declare war, the right to confirm or reject any presidential appointments and substantial investigations. In other words, only Congress can pass legislation and laws. And if you remember what I said here earlier about this, is that there was, um, or maybe I didn't tell you guys, right here. Um, as stated by the Federal Office of Public Health, executive orders state mandatory requirements for the executive branch and have the effect 
of law. They are issued in relation to law passed by Congress or based on powers granted to the president in the Constitution and must be consistent with those authorities. So executive orders are not immediate law. That's not how this works. And yeah, this you is, can't just do anything. Right. And this is why Trump actually took DACA to court, because he knew the decision that the Supreme Court would come out with that, hey, this isn't law. Congress must go out there and do something if they want this to be law. Now, here's my big parts of the rebuttal. OK, and I want everybody to pay attention to this, because if you're believing that Trump is commander in chief in the military or that Trump is still president, I have some news for you. And I want you to take this logically. Now, this doesn't mean that there's not a special military program that was created by Trump before he left that is investigating the deep state now. This is our theory. This is something that we've put forth. And a lot of evidence points directly to this. And this is why I say devolution and this Trump is still president are, are not true. Okay? Yeah. Before you go into it, I, I just want to say this, too, just from listening to you over the past few weeks and past few years. Um a lot of these things are very intertwined and Josh may say that's not correct, but it may be near the beaten path of what we believe to be the most accurate and true thing based on our evidence. So that's right. That into consideration when we say things like that's not true. It's not, we're saying this is all bogus. We're saying very, very detailed nuances about these things are not true. Okay. I just wanted to point that out. Anyway, Appreciate that. it. Yeah. So these are the things that I want you to review in your mind when someone tells you that Trump is president or Trump is commander in chief of the military. Okay. Military law does not trump constitutional law. Only when a service member joins the military, he waives certain constitutional freedoms. So remember that. PEDs are not law. Presidential emergency action directives are not law. They can be annotated, amended, and changed during the new administration of an incoming president. So Trump didn't go out there and create a PED because Joe Biden, once he got to the White House, all he has to do is call up the PEDs and he can change it. Okay? The U.S. Supreme Court has held that all executive orders from the president of the United States must be supported by the Constitution, whether from a clause granting specific power or by Congress delegating such to the executive branch. If you remember DACA... This is one that Trump contested and it went to SCOTUS. SCOTUS determined that only Congress has such a right in the executive orders not determined to be law or policy, but instead the direction of the administration and the policy in the administration guidelines. Now, here's where this gets interesting. Joe Biden signed 17 executive orders on January 22nd, 2021. Among these, he killed energy independence, border wall, and Trump era immigration policy all of which have produced the situation that we are in today. If Joe is not president, belligerent or not, how is he able to do this with such effect? Why did the government move forth with all of those? Then you say, well, what about the military? Joe Biden's appointments for Director of National Intelligence, Secretary of Defense, and countless generals since his inauguration He's appointed all the heads of state and all Trump era appointees in those positions have been removed. Okay. Now, this is the other part I want you to think about. The Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin ordered that all military get the vaccine, including Space Force. Okay. Most complied and others who didn't are fighting massive legal battles. Service members are dying from this bioweapon, and we are expected to believe that Donald Trump would allow this to happen. This was, this was Mick and I's biggest point. Like, like, come on. The DNI and the DOJ are led by, um, are led by 
Biden appointees, Biden appointees who are holding up declassification of Trump era declassified documents and weaponizing the DOJ and the DNI against Donald Trump. Now, there is one part of this that uh, General Charles Flynn is, you know, you know, he was a Trump appointee. No, he was appointed the general by Donald Trump, confirmed by the Senate. He got his appointment at PACCOM, Pacific Commander, okay, by Joe Biden on January 25th, 2021. So th these are very, very specific, okay? This is stuff that you can just go out and research and understand that logically, if you follow that, Trump is not in control of the United States government or the military. Now, do I believe that there's factions of the military that Trump has ordered while he was in to investigate the deep state? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are there factions of the military that are loyal to Donald Trump? Absolutely. Are there aspects of our military that are out there running various clandestine operations and, and maybe even taking out various parts of the deep state? Yes, I do believe so. But that does not equate that Donald Trump sitting there giving orders to the military and still being the shadow president. Doesn't. Sorry. And anybody who wants to contest me on this, please do. Send me all your information. But I've already started to go through Derek's. And the problem is, is that he's highly inaccurate, that he's stating that things are in these executive orders that are not. He's saying that um, he's saying unfactual statements, saying that um, executive orders are immediate law. They're not. Although, depending on the administration and the courts, they can be interpreted that way. Right. Like yeah. this student debt loan relief. Oh, it's an executive order happened. Guess what? Nancy Pelosi said four years ago on student debt loan relief that there can be no executive order pertaining to student debt loan relief. It would have to be a bill only from Congress. That's why we haven't seen it come through yet, because Congress has to pass the bill. Because the, so think of an executive order as kind of like the president saying, this is the guidelines that I want our government to follow. That, that's all an executive order really is. Now, it can have legal ramifications pertaining to certain laws that already are in effect or laws that are about to be passed. But the blunt of it, if it is outside of, if it's outside of the norm of, uh, of constitutional um, directive of what pr the president has, then it has to follow what Congress has. There's no if, ands, or buts. There's another part here that I want to touch on, and I got to find this part where I talk about it. Um, there's, remember how he says that emer national emergencies must be addressed by Congress? Yeah. Not necessarily true. Congress has delega delegated at least 136 distinct statutory emergency powers to the president each available upon declaration of an emergency. Only 13 of those require a declaration from Congress. Okay? The remaining 123 are assumed by executive declaration with no further congressional input. Okay, that's directly from the horse's mouth. Everybody saying we're frozen? Um, no? Uh, I five on D-Live. Oh, they said unfrozen. Okay. We're good. 
Now, why is this important? Because Derek claims, right, that national emergencies must be addressed by Congress. If it was not addressed, COVID-19 was not mentioned until February 4th, 2020. Basically, he's stating that um, Donald Trump's executive order declared the national emergency and we're still in it because that national emergency is still active, which the COVID-19 national emergency is actually still active, okay? Which he says that gives Donald Trump authority over that national emergency. No, the president is an arbitrary name in executive orders, okay? Which means that when the next president comes in, he assumes that title of president under that executive order and can renew it or not. The greatest example of this is a 1979 executive order by Jimmy Carter stopping the import of Iranian products into the United States. It's still active. So does that mean that Jimmy Carter is still acting president over that executive order? No. 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 So the logic here is completely flawed. And and I said, I I invite Derek on the show if he would like to come on. We could sit down and discuss this, and I'll take him through all the points of where this is highly inaccurate and incorrect. Yeah, you know, I watched one of his videos last week. I guess he's kind of been going viral lately. And, and that's the problem. Uh, why, why, that's why we're talking about this. Go ahead. Yeah, so I watched one of his videos. I think it was probably shared on the Red Pill Project, or somebody sent it to me somewhere. And I, um, I thought, this is a nice guy. Okay, I think his heart's in the right place. Agreed. Um, but I could tell as well right off the bat that he was not necessarily 100% on point. I remember he said something like, you know, um, he started talking about Q and stuff, and, and I, I was just a little bit skeptical and kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. I wasn't blown away or anything, but yeah, it would be cool to talk to him, and, you know, maybe it's just honest mistakes and he's trying to figure things out and is just kind of jumping on to uh, well, statements, but... And he was enlisted in the army. And as a good friend has told me, enlisted people don't know shit. And I'm like, hey, dude, I was enlisted. He goes, exactly. <laughs> Does anybody know anything really, man? Well, uh, unless you're like an 06 or above in the military, you don't have really special information. You're not like an insider. You're, you're not going to be able to understand. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> you're not going to understand what is really happening geopolitically unless you're at that level because that's where the ranks start to get politicized. But enlisted people, they're just lemmings. They do what they're told. That's all. Wow. Could you turn my mic up just a tad? Um, your mic is going directly through my mic. Is oh, okay. people saying your uh, volume is low? Yeah. I'll try to get closer. I don't think it's low. I think I think you sound amazing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let me check the audio on the, the Zoom settings. Um, it is up 100%. All right. Appreciate it. And let me go here. Advanced properties. Um, audio input. We're good on that side. I can turn it up a little bit on this side. Boom. There we go. All right. All right. <clears throat> thank you. All right. Now, this is where we, this is what I want everybody to start seeing too, because this next story we're going to talk about has everything to do with what we just talked about. Ready for this? Let's hear it. Pentagon opened sweeping review of clandestine psychological operations. Interesting. Okay. Go on. The Pentagon has ordered a sweeping audit. Now, listen to this shit. 
of how it conducts clandestine information warfare, psychological warfare, after major social media companies identified and took offline fake accounts suspected of being run by the U.S. military in violation of those platform rules. No kidding. I will say that again. Social media companies identified and took offline fake accounts suspected of being run by the U.S. military conducting clandestine psychological warfare operations directly on the American public. Wow. That is a wow. And then what are we fighting here? Disinformation. Propaganda. Think about this. The easiest way to defeat your enemy is to control the narrative on both sides. Is to control the flow and dissemination of information on both sides. Absolutely. You control the truth. You control the, the, the distortion of the truth. The bias of the truth. And then all the bullshit on the sides. Yeah. Or even what is at the forefront of any conversation. Right. Wow. So the takedowns in recent years by Twitter and Facebook of more than 150 bogus persona, persona and media sites created in the United States was disclosed last night by the Internet Researchers Grafica and the Stanford Internet Observatory. While the researchers did not attribute the sham accounts to the U.S. military, two officials familiar with the matter said the U.S. Central Command is among those activities are facing scrutiny. So what do you think this uh, what do you think is going on with here? I don't know. What is this? this could be anything. Yeah, I know. I mean, this, huh. this could be anything. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with this. But yeah, here's the thing. Happen, it could happen on either side by anybody. Who knows? That's right. It could even be um, another country, you know. Well, it, it's a PSYOP. So yeah. let's say that, let's say it's pro-Q or let's say it's anti-Q. Let's say that it's pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Who knows? It was probably a, a bit of both, Right. So this is what I want you to understand. Facebook was created out of a DARPA project known as LifeLog on January 14th, 2004. We know this because DARPA's LifeLog project, which basically set out to accumulate all the information pertinent to Americans that was published on the internet. Photos, families, connections, friends, date of birth, age, all these things, okay? LifeLog ended on the same date, January 14, 2004, the same day Facebook was created. Facebook was funded by InQtel and other incubators. InQtel is known directed, uh, directly associated with the CIA. Yes, they are. So when, when we look at this, these platforms were designed not for media collaboration, but instead psychological warfare. How do I know this? Twitter, Facebook, and Google all use the same back end, the same back end system. Now this is a marketing system, okay? And so basically yeah. they use their own algorithms that are attached into it, their own display features, but the base code of the back end of the internet is a marketing platform. And this is how to basically um, create information and propagate it out to certain demographics or certain age groups or certain people, okay? Now, marketing itself is psychological warfare. 
And militaries and governments understood this a while back at the creation of social media and have been utilizing it to basically swing voters one way or the other, to change policy, um, to to change cultural norms for decades. They've probably, when the first printing press came out, they were probably all over it. That's right. So, and what do I mean by this? This is why I say, specifically, never believe anything anybody tells you no matter who they are or what information they pose us or profess unless you can you can validate it with your own research your own experiences your own volition <clears throat> highly hypercritically analyze all the information that comes into your senses never never let something pass by and just say oh that's cool oh that's true just because somebody said it You have to go and scrutinize the information. And what you'll find is when you do this, you'll get, you'll get bashed by all the, all the people out there who falsely believe whatever they're told. They will come out like trolls in the night. You don't know what you're talking about. You got a low IQ. You're an idiot. You need to do more research. Happens all the time. And you know what? I invite all those people who sit there and want to be, uh, you know, keyboard warriors and yell at people because we disagree with a statement that was infactually based, right? That has no context or relevance to the real world. Like, look, there's speculation out there. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of speculation out there. Is Joe Biden a clone? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Is there evidence that he is? Well, look at his earlobes. He's wearing a mask. Okay, but that doesn't substantiate evidence that he's a clone. Like, (laughs) that's like flat earthers saying because the moon landing was faked, the earth is flat. Right. It's uh, kind of a straw man argument. Well, yeah. Causation does not equate or correlation does not equate causation. Right? Yeah, I forget what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So just because NASA might have faked the moon landing doesn't make the earth flat. Just because Joe Biden has different earlobes 10 years later, maybe he got plastic surgery. I I don't know, right? Maybe, maybe it's a body double. I don't know, right? We don't know. And so we make these speculative, oh, well, there's this cloning company in Canada and and China's been cloning for years, so it all makes sense. Maybe it does. But that is not enough to equate. Think about a mathematical formula. Two plus two equals four. You, You have to have that lineage, Right? The go into that. You, you cannot just say two plus question mark equals 37 because that question mark is, is this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this that have no relevance to the math equation, right? So we just have to use, and here's the thing. It's all right to talk about it. It's all right to put it out there, but say, hey, look, I'm speculating here. What if, right? Don't say this is fact. This is true. And don't, and don't hold on to that fact. As if it is true, unless you can know without a 100% reasonable doubt, right? Now, the other part of I heard is Joe Biden's never been to the White House. Joe Biden's never been to the White House. That the, that the, this is one thing that Derek says, is that the, the military, the National Guard that were there on January 6th were, had never had their orders rescinded. So their orders are still active on, under the uh, command of Donald Trump. No, that's not how it works. All right. 
I don't know. I mean, has he been to the White House? I remember there's a lot of weird stuff with how he records okay. and all that, but I don't know. I've never seen him go in the White House, but in the White House, they put a studio in the basement. Okay. Okay. So there's a studio there. We know this. Okay. Um, I have friends in Washington, D.C. that have seen Joe Biden at the White House. Do I take their word for it? I think that's pretty reliable. Okay. They've seen him in the White House. Right after the inauguration, he went to the White House. Thousands and thousands of people saw him going to the White House. So, you know, I don't know about that. So there's just, so this is the thing. As this information war speeds up and things get more and more chaotic, the information becomes paramount. Being able to decipher between bullshit and truth becomes a highly noble skill. We have to understand that. That we have to be able to separate all the stuff that is not true from the truth. And this is what's most important. This is what Q talked about for four years, preparing us. You know, make sure you're well-researched. Make sure that you're well-sourced. Make sure that you're following the rabbit hole, but you're not, you're not going off on the tangents. Good point, man. Yeah, That's it, important. Today's September 19th. A, a lot of us were expecting something to happen in England today with the Queen's funeral. Nothing happened, which is just well, okay. On the surface, nothing happened. Right, on the surface. Now, Joe Biden got stuck in traffic. <laughs> Dude, yes, he did. And I, I have to admit, I was up at 4.30 a.m. Pacific with my popcorn out, watching the Queen BS, and was disappointed after about a half hour. I was just like... Why am I up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happening. Today is very uneventful, but nonetheless, there are things happening, um, as always. Anyway. And yeah, they treated nothing, Joe like shit. No major booms. They treated Joe like shit. So uh, he was late. He was, he was not well-received. Well-received. So he was late. He gets there, and they made him wait <laughs> to be seated. Well, you know, second-class president. He's just... Now, I want to touch on this, too, because a lot of people are talking about September 24th. The German legislator said, came out and said, everybody's going to remember the date, yeah. September 24th. Now, what's yeah. interesting is his actual speech says February 24th. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So it's misinformation? Well, so the translation is September 24th, right? But oh. people are saying that he misspoke because his actual speech said February 24th. Okay. Oh, man, do I need to contact my closest Russian? Now, I hope I'm wrong on this because I, everybody's waiting for something to happen. But I'll put money that nothing happens on September 24th. If this is a roulette table and September 24th is black, okay, I'll put my money on red. Y'all heard me say it. I, no, like, if something happens, cool, man. I'll eat my words. Okay, that's significant. That's crazy. Dates to... The important dates to remember coming up, October 8th. Why do I say October 8th? July, August, September, October, November. July 8th, uh, Shino Abe, the former prime minister of Japan, was assassinated. August 8th, Mar-a-Lago raided. September 8th, Queen dies. November 8th, midterm elections. Significant on that 8th. Mm. What is also the year and meta and all this stuff and eight represent, this is their, their number that they've been perpetuating all year. 
right? So yeah, is it like a lucky number that's not actually lucky? It's actually like uh, something else. Well, it's know. it's it's fairly lucky in in Asian uh, mythology. Um, oh. But October eighth, if you go to the cue boards, it's a lot of talk about the twenty fifth amendment. Now there is reason to believe today that Joe Biden said what specifically? I'm not going to run for president in board. Joe that? Biden. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, in October 8th is National Chess Day. Ooh. International Chess Day. Okay. Ooh. So, 25th Amendment. I've said that potentially Joe Biden will be removed with the 25th Amendment on or around that date. Possible. Very possible. That'd be good. I'm not going to say that it's going to happen. I'm speculating here. Okay. The other date. And this came from 107, and I, I, I know people love him or hate him, right? Um, this came from 107, and he said that he heard that things potentially could happen on October 29th. Um, I'm going to go a little bit further, and I'm going to say October 30th. And the reason I'm going to say that is because when dates are utilized by these, these occultists, by these dark magicians... Okay, mm -hmm. they don't tend to repeat that date a second time after an event has already happened on that. If okay. that makes sense, that okay, makes total sense. So if mm -hmm. there is something that happened on that date that was very dark, they let it. They let it live in infamy. Okay. Okay. So October 29th, ninth, nineteen twenty nine, was the stock market crash. Right, the nineteen twenty nine stock market crash. So that's why I don't think that that would happen. But October 30th, okay, if we go back to the cue boards to post number one, post number one, HRC will be indicted and her passport's flagged on 1030. I've always said, remove HRC and put DJT. They are coming after Trump hard. The cue boards are future proofs the past. We are circulating around to the first post on a Delta. And I think if you look at um, synchronicity of how this has all happened, October 30th, 2016, okay? And this is what you also have to remember about the dark magicians is if there's something that good that happened on that date, they want to flip it. They want to invert it. October 30th, 2016 is the day that James Comey came out and opened up, reopened the email investigation against Hillary Clinton. Ultimately, through the media, causing her to lose the election. So that's the same day that Admiral Rogers came up to James Comey, played him the audio from the tarmac media meeting of Lynch and Clinton, where Clinton, Bill Clinton was promising her the Supreme Court case to drop the email case on Hillary Clinton. He used it as leverage for Comey to reopen the investigation, which allowed Trump to actually take control of the polls during those next three days. And then November 3rd, 11-3, is the day that Trump took the election. Okay, so two okay. dates to remember coming up as well, 10.30 and 11.3. Now, 11.3 represents the first marker. marker. Mm -hmm. Now, I've said, and this is speculation, this is just going off the cue boards, Donald Trump will be indicted on or around 10.30, and they will set out to arrest him on 11.3. The election is on November 8th. Hmm. Okay. And I, and I don't think, you know what, and I think there's room to believe that we're not going to have an election this year. That it's going to get delayed. That it's a possibility. International events are going to occur that are going to delay it. What did Trump just say in his speech? China and Taiwan 
Taiwan is next. He said it right in his speech. Taiwan is next. He, he says, we're on the brink of World War III. And he says, China and Taiwan. Taiwan is next. What did he just tell you? Yeah. You remember the scenario that plays out here, okay? China has infiltrated multiple governments around the world, but they control the puppets in the United States as well as many other um, globalist organizations, right? China and the globalist faction are completely separated, but they both have a, a sem semi-control of the United States politicians because of blackmail, coercion, funding. Joe Biden obviously is an asset for China. Okay, so we know that. Now, China, they are basically running over all of Eastern Europe and about to help Russia run over all, or not Eastern Europe, Southeast Asia, and are about to help Russia run all over Eastern Europe, okay? They are in a globalization process right now. They are forming the yeah. BRICS Alliance, military and economic, right? Ah, yeah, absolutely. So then what comes next? If, action, more action. Well, if China wants to control trade out of the Taiwanese Straits, which accounts for, I think it's like 68% of global trade moves through the Taiwanese Straits. Semiconductors. Yes, yeah, 72% of all semiconductors come out of Taiwan, okay? If China controls that, they control the world, basically global trade, okay? They, they control it all. Now, here's the thing. If American first Republicans get into Congress, what are they going to do? And this is also one of the other reasons why potentially Joe Biden will be 25th amended on the 8th. The reason I say this is because he's a liability for the Democrats in the election and after the election. We know that American first candidates are most likely going to take over one house. They're going to steal the Senate. We know that we're winning in the Senate, but they, they're going to steal it. Okay. Uh. Let's just say that they take over Congress. Immediate investigations in the Hunter Biden dealings with China. Okay? That means that Joe Biden is now a liability for the Democrats, and that all Democrats attached to him are liabilities, and China basically can get sanctioned at this point. If they move forth, they will, they will impeach Joe Biden and try to remove him from office. If they get the Senate, which I do believe that we're going to take the Senate if there's an election, an actual election. I think we'll okay. take the Senate. So if we have the Senate and Congress, if China foresees Republicans taking the Senate and Congress and they know they can't cheat, okay, China will invade Taiwan before the election. And the reason being wow. is because after the election, okay, they won't have the opportunity to. Once the Senate and the Congress get in China Joe Biden will be removed. All the Chinese puppets will be removed. Donald Trump will be coming right back in the door and sanctions will be coming for China and then their economics will begin to massively decline. Okay? So right. American first candidates are a threat to China. So this wow. means that China will act before the election because they know an international incident like World War III breaking out or a Bay of Pigs incident around Taiwan. Okay? will cause Joe Biden to suspend the elections and it'll put the whole world in chaos. To me, it kind of seems like parts of China may not be part of the deep state cabal globalist agenda thing. Like they're fragmented as well. Um, well, I, I agree. I like the, if there's an election mm -hmm. and Trump alluded to this during his speech on, I believe it was Sunday. 
um, if they're they're gonna they're gonna steal it, right? They're gonna do their damnedest to steal what they can, what they decide to steal. But if enough people vote, they can't cheat enough to overcome that, and they'll get caught. And that's like the best case scenario. They lose everything, and we start making things better around the world. Well, right that's away. it, and it's my belief, and this is speculation. It comes from points of research, right? But there's no hard evidence of it that when Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo traveled the world, what were the primary countries they went to? Singapore, China, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey, Russia. What are the primary countries that formulate the BRICS alliance? Those same, same countries. Ones. Brazil, right? North Korea. What, what well. is Turkey doing now? Turkey's a NATO nation that contested Finland and Sweden joining because they said they breed terrorists. Then the United States gave them a whole bunch of F-15s. They approved it. And immediately after they approved it, they started communicating with the BRICS nations and tried to join the BRICS alliance. Yeah. Which means that they'll most likely leave NATO because NATO said that they're going to sanction them for doing that. Okay. Turkey and, or so Egypt and Saudi Arabia are talking about joining BRICS. Now, what's interesting about Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Israel? If you remember the Turkey broadcast, remember the, the Evergrande that got, the Evergreen that got stuck in the Suez Canal oh, for yeah. weeks? There is a Turkish news broadcast of special forces from Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Israel that stormed that ship and took out a globalist weapon. Okay. So when we start to see that type of stuff, we start to think that maybe these nations are working together as a counteract against the World Economic Forum, Agenda 2030, the United Nations, the westernized New World Order. And that's exactly what I've said is happening. And I think China and Russia are heading it. Okay. Doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean we want their world order, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. I I look at it kind of like the United States is now. I believe they're good actors in the U S fighting against these people that are bad and have bad intentions, but there's also the corrupt part of the United States as well. It's divided. And I think it's not just a and B either. It's very complex and uh, nobody knows the factions and the lines, except maybe the people at the top who could put it all together. But I think we got a pretty good, I think we got a pretty good pulse on it. But when we look at this, what this is ramping up to is world war three. And what did Donald Trump say in that speech? We were on the brink of world war three. And I think he knows this. And I think that this was, I think that this was a strategy, right? That if, if we set the seeds in Russia and China, and other BRICS nations that, hey, look, this global order is going to take over your country, your sovereignty, your money, the administrations that are currently in, the power, political power controls will be removed. You'll be shot in the back like every socialist and communist agenda. And I think they went and said, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> we don't want these elitists to rule us. And so they said, well, why don't we just form our own and rise up against them? And so as that happens... You get this conflict that occurs. And basically, I want everybody to understand, the, the, the Western New World Order is on life support right now because of what's happening with Russia, China, Brazil, and the BRICS nations. Okay, they are, The BRICS nations are completely decimating them because the Western New World Order depended so highly on China and international cooperation, and they're not getting it. They're pushing back. And so this is why everything is going chaotic right now. Remember what I said, everything's going to come to a point of chaos 
to where the whole world is going to come to a point of vulnerability. And that's when the storm will start. And that's where we're at right now. So coming up in November, I don't know if there's going to be an election. I'm not going to speculate either way, but, uh, you know, I think we can understand that global destabilization is occurring right now. And Donald Trump's even telling us it's happening. Oh, yeah. Telling us constantly over and over again. It's important. It's important to understand. And the other aspect of this is the, the, fi- uh, the, the, um, the economy. Global financial collapse of mathematical certainty within two years, says former BlackRock manager. Edward Dowder, former equity portfolio manager at BlackRock, explains the Dr. Joseph McCullough why he believes the global financial system will collapse within the next two years. It's a mathematical certainty, okay? And the reason is because of COVID-19. Insurance companies have reported a 40% increase in excess mortality among working age adults during the fourth quarter of 2021. Millennials aged 25 to 44 had an 84% increase in excess mortality in the same time frame. Since the rollout of the COVID-19 jabs, the number of Americans who claim to have been disabled has risen by at least 10%, possibly more. COVID-19 allowed for the erection of a control system to shield governments and central banks from the fallout of collapsing food, energy, and financial systems. It allowed them to restrict travel and introduce digital IDs and central bank digital currencies by linking them together with vaccine passports. COVID-19 provided cover for central banks and governments, allowing them to temporarily hide the reality of the financial system is crashing. The global financial collapse is a mathematical certainty. Dowd predicts the collapse will begin um, in earnest within the next 6 to 24 months. And this becomes of the exasperation of the overprinting of money, the rising, skyrocketing hyperinflation that's occurring, the, limit, uh, the limits within the supply chain. So supply and demand basically produce what we call the free markets. When you have yeah. a massive reduction in supply and an increase in demand, and the increase in, so basically you'll have stabilized demand and then an increase in demand. The reason you have the increase in demand is because when the supply becomes diminished or depleted, right, that demand's going to start to increase because there's less of it. And so supply and demand invert. When that happens, prices skyrocket naturally just from that process. Now you add in a hyper, yeah, now you add in hyperinflation. You add in the liquidity crisis within the debt markets. You add in, what does that mean? That means that corporations who go out there and ship products, imports and exports around the world, okay, they need capital in order to do that, which means that they need easy access to capital. Okay, that comes through various debt markets that's in the inner banking sector, okay? And basically what it is is banks have cash flow inward and they loan this out to these businesses. That cash is dried up. It's called a liquidity crisis. The Federal Reserve has been artificially stimulating this by printing hundreds of trillions of dollars over the last two years, which hyperinflates the currency. And it's propping us up. Yep. It's keeping it from collapsing, but it's inevitable. You can only do it so long. That's right. Oh, man. And so here we go. How about this one? Leaked paper shows UK cops preparing for greater civil unrest this winter. New Prime Minister Liz Truss may have only weeks to deliver a confidence turnaround the UK economy or face a surge in violent crime and breakdown in public order caused by the cost of living. Economic turmoil and financial instability ha- has the potential to drive the increases in a particular crime type, such as shoplifting, burglary, vehicle theft, and online fraud and blackmail, as Brits face one of the worst collapses in living standards in a century amid energy hyperinflation. 
Europe is screwed right now. And if you're in Europe, I hope you're preparing because things are not looking good there. Yeah, and I see this happening in Europe and other places, and I just think I'm so thankful it's not happening here as bad yet, Mm -hmm. but we'd be next if this continues. And I think uh, no matter what, there's a certain extent of um, consequences for where we are now that we're going to face in the future. And it's a perfect example of what's to come. Agreed. For the States. Hebsky, thank you so much on Rumble for the $20. We are winning much more than polls say. Rasmussen polling admitted that they cannot poll conservatives because conservatives will not respond to their poll questions. I agree. I agree. They will not let you. 100%. I like that. And uh, for guys, oh, Vince is back. We can start back the battle of the stream. The battle of the streams is between Pilled, DLive, and Rumble. Um, this is where you guys compete and help support the Red Pill Project and alternative media. So much appreciated for any and all donations from you guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Let's let's continue with this news here. Giant homeless encampments. We have these in Denver all over the place. Set to explode across the U.S. Organized retail crime unleashed coordinated mass theft violence. And listen, if you go to any major liberal city, you're going to see massive homeless encampments it is going to blow your effing mind seriously will it seriously will unfortunately a lot of us live right in the thick of it yep even outside the big cities it's um, it's 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 going into the rural neighborhoods now yeah it's terrible yep absolutely terrible and it's only going to get worse and to kind of give you an idea how this is going to get worse Interest rates right now to buy a house um, are going to be raised Wednesday, okay? They're topping 7% right now. So the ability to borrow money is getting a lot and a lot harder. The cost of rent has increased almost, I think it was 100 and, well, not 100. It was, uh, it was it increased almost like, uh, what was it, 14.5% over the last year. The number of people being evicted from apartments has increased 130% from last year. The number of mortgages in default, and we talked about this from 2020 because of the COVID forbearance, right? That people weren't able to pay back these loans and six months after that, that would start January 2021, it started. Yeah. That the the people losing their houses is up over 320% this year, okay? Which means that people are losing their houses and they have to go rent. People can't afford the rent and are getting evicted. Where are they going? Homeless. Homeless or with family. Yep. A lot of homeless. So get ready. Be prepared. Yeah. Can't stress that enough, you guys. And you know what? Better safe than sorry. If nothing happens, Mm -hmm. let's let's celebrate. Um, But don't be caught if something does happen. Agreed. Doctors call for an end to vaccine mandates in healthcare after deaths of at least 32 Canadian doctors due to the COVID vaccination. As of September 3rd, Dr. William Mackis has identified 32 young Canadian doctors who died suddenly in the past 16 months. They were fully COVID vaccinated. I have now tracked 32 Canadian doctors' sudden deaths thanks to all who contributed. Yet remember, the number one cause of death in Canada is unknown sources. These doctors, doctors were actively practicing medicine and were healthy prior to taking illegally mandated COVID-19 vac- vaccines. 
He sent a letter to the Canadian Medical Association President, Dr. Elika LaFontaine and Dr. Catherine Smart, both of whom supported COVID-19 vaccine mandates on all of Canada's 92,000 doctors. And he urged them to call immediate termination of COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canada's health care, as well as investigations and public inquiries into these deaths. The world is waking up, but I think little too late. Yeah, dude. I I'm just kind of it's very surreal to me that this um, genocide is occurring and that this is really still happening and they're just sticking sticking with it mm -hmm. and people still believe it. It's just baffling. I, I agree. Uh, Queen Elizabeth was laid to rest in a spider walked over her uh, her casket today, which was kind of interesting. I don't have the really? video, but yeah, it was kind of creepy. I didn't hear that one. Um, and nothing notable happened, but it is a day of, uh, of, of ritual for these dark occultists when all of them are gathering in England for that event. And what's Trump do the day before he puts a, does a rally and does one? Where we go one, we go all. A powerful earthquake has struck Mexico on the anniversary of the 2017 and 1985 tremors. Uh, the 7.6 magnitude earthquake struck western Mexico on Monday, prompting power outages as well as tsunami morning, warnings from the U.S. Pacific Tsunami Warning Center. Um, this uh, At least one person was killed in the port city of Manzanillo. I've been in Manzanillo. Good place. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're still assessing a lot of the damage from what happened, but, uh, I would say that we're probably in for a pretty strong solar flare here soon. Oh yeah. There is an association that you discovered with large earthquake events, large ships like that and a solar flare being followed by a solar flare. Yep. So I didn't even, I forgot about that. We'll have to keep our eye on that. Yep. It's coming. Oh, have an earthquake kit, everybody. Water, food, <laughs> first aid. I'm serious, dude. Carrington event. It could have happened in California. It's not far, so. Seems uh, Canadians are standing up, though. Trudeau must go trends on Twitter as thousands vent frustration over COVID vaccine mandates. Oh, yeah. It's been going, going on. Uh, they've been laying it on thick for a few days. It's pretty beautiful. Yep. But of course it's censored. It's off and on the trending on Twitter and whatnot, but they can't silence everybody. So this is kind of interesting. We're going to get into, I guess, a little COVID news. Evergrande, the company with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party, donated $150 million to the Harvard Medical School. Days after the donation, Harvard-linked experts, some who had proposed the lab leak origin, suddenly changed their position, condemning the lab leak theory. Just sounds like an old-fashioned bribe, doesn't it? Well, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh. The pandemic is over. We still oh. have a problem with COVID, but we're doing a lot of work on it. But the pandemic is over. President Biden tells 60 Minutes in an interview um, in Detroit. And look at him, man. He looks old and decrepit and, geez, they got to oh, be, man. like, giving him stims and all this other stuff, man. They give him. They probably give him, like, an IV of adrenaline yeah. between each 10-foot walk. If the pandemic's over, then why do they still uh, keep on renewing the Trump-era executive orders for funding? Hmm, I wonder. Money laundering. Yeah. U.S. doctor testifies under oath that mRNA injections are killing children. Two teenage boys died after the injection, and the parents are horrified. He declares that all mRNA injections should stop immediately and be pulled off the market. Let's listen to this. 
Okay, it's not playing for some reason. Um, I don't have any audio. I can hear it. Oh, you can hear it? Yeah. I can't hear it. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I, maybe that's why. Uh, hold on one second. Unless I'm hallucinating. Okay, let's try it. Can you hear that? Okay, can you guys hear that out there? Nope, they can't. They okay. can't hear it. Yeah, I don't know why that's not... that. That's weird. Okay, well, sorry, we're not going to watch that one. You have an echo now. I don't know if that's coming through. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know why. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. I was seeing if that made a difference. But uh, 24-year-old Hawaiian surfer Kalani David suffers seizure and dies while surfing. Oh, man. Telling you, it's going to get more and more. People don't. It's that time. 18 months. Yep. 14 years old. Wow. Climate change myocarditis. Oh, no, no. He was a veteran surfer at 14 years old. But oh. um, he was uh, he was in his thirties, no twenty four. Sorry, twenty four. Wow, wow. Yeah. Chinese biotech firm with deep links to China military and the COVID nineteen program just bought land in Florida for a massive bio research complex. <laughs> that should be illegal, right? Chinese biological research company Join Laboratories bought 1,400 acres of rural farmland in Morriston, Florida, primarily on the non-human primate monkey breeding and quarantine facility. Current law prohibits the construction of such a facility on that property, but Join Laboratories is filing a rezoning request to the state of Florida, which hopefully will be denied. It's not widely known if Join Laboratories' close connections to the Chinese People's Liberation Army and what is arguably its biowarfare program. Um, Jeez. That's terrifying. They're probably going to team up with um, Bill Gates or something. Mm-hmm. Again. All right. Go over there. There you go. Lawyer admits Soros Foundation offered cash to create anti-Trump propaganda post about January 6th. Yeah, man. This was an interesting one. Yep. So we have a nonprofit organization funded by far left billionaire globalist George Soros is offering money to create posts containing inflammatory and false claims regarding Trump's association with the January 6th riot. An attorney popular on TikTok social media app claims, according to lawyer Preston Moore, who has over 92,000 followers on the app. The Good Information Foundation reached out to him and offered him $400 if he would upload a post using keywords and phrases blaming Trump Republicans for the alleged criminal conspiracy. This guy is... Sorry, you gonna play the video? No audio is playing, so it doesn't matter. This dude um, is not right leaning. He's not left leaning. He's no. kind of in the middle. And he asked a question back when he got this DM asking him to say A, B, C, and D for $200 in a post mm-hmm. to all his viewers. He said, Well, uh, you're saying to say this is, you know, is this true? And they responded, they avoided the question and they just said, If you don't wanna say all the bullet points, that's fine. And he's like, well, I'm just wondering, can you substantiate this claim or that claim? Like, what the heck is this? And they avoided it again. Huh. And this is just um, how they do it, man. 
It's gross. This is the world we live in. Yeah, the people that take that money, $200 to lie, oh my gosh, that is not healthy. Yep. So Biden says U.S. troops would defend Taiwan. White House backtracks immediately his remarks. <laughs> Just, they tend what, to do that. <laughs> the White House walked back comments from President Joe Biden about sending U.S. troops to defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Biden made the remarks during the 60 Minutes interview that aired Sunday. Uh, correspondent Scott Pelle asked the president if the U.S. military would defend the democratic government of Taiwan. Should China take inspiration from Russia's invasion of Ukraine and attack the self-governed island? Would U.S. US forces defend the island? Pelle asked in the interview taped yesterday. Yes, in fact, there was an unprecedented attack, the president said. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese um, invasion. Pelle clarified and Biden said... Yes, in the White House immediately said no. <laughs> Not exactly. Yeah, and uh, on a side note, yeah, I wanted to talk about the flag from the uh, speech. Ooh, the no stars flag. Yeah. Do we got a picture of it? Negative. Well, it'd help if we got a picture. Can you find a picture real quick and we'll bring it up and send it over to me? And I'll get it posted. Absolutely. And then we'll talk about it. Uh, I'll just continue with the news and if you can do it with me. Russia clarifies what the red line is with U.S., NATO, Europe as world inches closer to war. Russia President Vladimir Putin is becoming increasingly fed up with losing troops in Ukraine thanks to the U.S. and NATO-supplied weapons. He's clarifying what he considers a red line that cannot be crossed without consequences. Specifically, if the Biden regime supplies Ukraine with longer-range missile capable of striking farther deeper into Russian territory, Putin has vowed to defend the country with any means necessary. According to the Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova, the U.S. will become complicit in war crimes for continuing to supply weapons to Ukraine that are used to attack and kill Russian forces. Though, of course, Moscow has been providing weapons and technologies to American enemies for decades. That said, should Washington supply Ukraine with longer-range missiles, it would cross the red line, and the U.S. would become an actual party to the conflict. This is what we've been saying for the longest time. Is that it right there? I, yeah, the second. Uh, Marlote, Sama, Samantha. Perfect. All right. So Trump was behind this flag with no stars. Which is quite interesting, I think. Because no stars on a flag isn't... I mean, there's, there's various representations for it. Okay. But actually, it goes back to an uh, a old TV show. Really? Yep, and let me pull up the information. Interesting. <laughs> um, let me find it here. I had it in our text messages. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. Really makes you think. And when he left the stage, you see him go from yeah. into the shadow. It's just epic. So... Nothing. Antonio Martins and Joe McCle uh, McClellan, July 4th, 2010, the U.S. flag on the United Nations-like flag lacks stars. So that's the U.S. flag in this fictional universe. Although, that's, that what, uh, although what this occupied U.S. is, 
is unclear. Not an independent country for sure, and not even an occupied one, as Heartland at least is scheduled for independence. The canton of the flag itself is purposely starless. That's not an artifact of the small size and lack of detail. And so it means that the United States is occupied. Okay. So I also saw people saying there's black stars, but that is out of focus. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. Which would mean surrender or be killed? Apparently. No. No, that's no, no, no that's the uh, the black flag with all black. Oh yes. Is a Confederate flag that represents no quarter. Okay. Okay. Um I actually fly one. But this one has zero stars. I'll have, to, I'll have to look into it. I think it might have black stars. I don't see any stars. I've right. looked at it pretty pretty closely, and I haven't seen anything. All right. But it was kind of interesting. I don't know. Maybe it was a camera angle or something. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But it's an interesting flag nonetheless. Yep. Uh, we were just talking about Russia. Okay, so p- pending, obviously, World War Three. Um, scary shit. Absolutely scary shit. What else we got? Supply chain decoupling from China gets sharper teeth. And this is one of the other things that we're talking about there is that the supply chain is most countries right now around the globe are basically trying to fi- uh, become independent. We had the, uh, um, the CHIPS Act in August where Biden is basically demanding that U.S. Um, bring in more chip manufacturers and processors and we source our own chips, which Donald Trump yeah. actually initiated and started. And China's losing a lot of business as everybody's moving away from them. Now, why is the supply chain decoupling from China? Because they're not playing the globalist game. Because they've left the globalist party and the globalist, the Western nations are saying, fuck you. Yeah, trade war. That's exactly what it is. Asymmetrical warfare. Um, Ford profit down on supply chain loans. Um, They're blaming supply chains for the low output that they can't produce enough because of the the chipset. Yeah, that's everybody's excuse nowadays. Oh, it's supply chain. Oh, it's supply chain. Oh, you didn't get your package? It's just the supply chain. There's a problem with the supply chain. German municipalities preparing for dark winter of blackout simulate 400 deaths in the first 96 hours. German associations of towns and municipalities are now warning about the catastrophe that doomsday preppers have long prepped blackouts and civil unrest. European leaders are knee-jerk on sanctions against Russia and Europe's hasty implementation of green energy policies. The Europe people will have to pay insane energy costs and live under the constant threat of blackouts, especially during the upcoming winter months. Europe is in full collapse. It is yeah. it is bad. Never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. And what do we have here? Hurricane Fiona has knocked out all electricity, caused catastrophic flooding as it makes landfall in the US island of Puerto Rico. And this is the first hurricane that this is the first hurricane that is hit and now it's hitting Puerto Rico again. It's like a a recurrence of 2018 all over again. Yeah, a lot of lot of natural disasters. Mm-hmm. They're not going to help when our grid can't even operate when it's a nice day. 
Well, you know, this whole green energy transition, this is where we're getting power cuts to plunge South Africa into darkness. The whole world is, is suffering right now from these green energy mandates that are being passed by World Economic Forum policy advisors that are going into these countries, infiltrating them and demanding this green revolution. Yeah. Solar and wind just cannot substantiate the global power grid. Can't happen. At all. Not even close. People are claiming that uh, we can solve the climate crisis if we all just drive Teslas. Whoa. Yeah. Um, you, you ever went to a Tesla charging station? No, they're trying to build one. Do, do you know where they're plugged into? The grid? The grid. <laughs> the nuclear power plant? The majority of them are <laughs> plugged directly into the grid. That is ridiculous. I'm man. going electric. Uh, you know that's coal that you're uh, putting pumping into your your Tesla there. No, it's not. It's electricity that's coming from coal. Man, I don't know why the audio is not working on this. This is. Let me see here. That's correct. Pro chat. It worked on the Donald Trump video. Hold on. Oh yeah. I had a whole bunch of audio under the play. Let me see if this works. Can you guys still can you still hear me, Vince? I can't hear you. Shit. All right, Vince, can you hear me now? I can't hear you. What about now? Yes. Okay, now you're back. This hey. this shit's all fucked up. Okay. Anyways, Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari outlined the Great Reset, destroying a lot of employment, adding a non-organic immune system. If you're left behind, we don't need you. Oh, man. I met this guy in my neighborhood. <clears throat> started some small talk with me, and he's like autistic or something, or maybe, yeah, probably autistic. Nice guy. But he looks like this, and he's like, do you, have you listened to Harari? And I was like, oh, fuck that. The globalist bullshit. I yeah. hate it. No, I can't do it. I'm not about it. It's a little bit liberal, but he has some interesting things to say. Oh, God. He's like, if we can't stop it, it you know, what could we do? Uh, I'm just like, I don't want to play this game. I got to go. <laughs> you creep me out, dude. Yep. Like, random guy just asked me if I like Harari. What? Do you like Harari? I love listening to his uh, speeches yep. and whatnot. I'm like. What? These people exist out there. Wow. Well, and, and you know, the other part of this is central bank digital currencies will be programmable, programmable, ultimately giving the issuer control over how it is spent by the recipient. Your freedom yeah. to purchase fuel, meats, flights, fertilizers will be limited to a carbon credit score. I'm pretty sure this isn't a movie. And it's also probably in uh, Black Mirror. Shitty movie. Yeah, Black Mirror. And the Biden regime is moving forward with the U.S. central bank digital currency so they can ban, censor, and shut down accounts and boisterous conservatives and starve them out. And this is why alternative platforms are paramount in everything that's happening. If you thought the purge of, of October 2020 or January 2021 was bad, just wait till they, what they do next. We have to be all set up on alternative platforms before that happens because that shit is going to come fast. Yeah, if you guys sign up on redpills.tv, we could keep you updated with emails in the event that we switch gears to another method yep. of communication. 
But yeah, some announcements for this week. Um, we have After Dark Chat tomorrow. That is on socialredpill.com. That's After Dark Chat with Q&A with myself. Um, it's going to be a fun week. We hopefully will have, uh, I think we got a few guests coming up this week. Let me let me validate that. I got to look at my calendar. Yeah. Check um, this. No guests this week. Okay. Check yeah. that. Check that. No guests this week. Out. Thank you, Emerson. Emerson Biggins. There's a no, no star flag Q post. It says, be the difference. Vote. Interesting. I like that. Wow, I hadn't seen that. Thank you. There it is. 2403, 4th of November, 2018, which is, that's interesting. Um, your country needs you. Your vote matters. We the people. The time is now. Patriots fight. Be yeah, the difference. Relevant. Very relevant. Wow. Interesting. Yep, there you go. I like that. That's a, that's a way better interpretation. Thank you so much for sharing that, guys. Um, that's all we have with you tonight for the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We'll be back with you tomorrow in the morning. We have morning coffee back on, morning coffee back on with Vincent Andrea in the mornings. Dark Delight show on the radio as well. That will be posted after there is no show today. Uh, I was driving from Minnesota. Then conversations on the fringe this Friday. And we might do a, let me see, because I don't think we have a guest this Friday. No, no guest this Friday, so we'll probably do an open lines. We'll see how we can do it. It'll have some fun, though. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You all take care. Thank you for all your support, all the donations out there, and supporting us at redpills.tv, subscribing, subscribing to our channels right here, uh, wherever you're watching at, giving those, those likes, those thumbs up, those comments, everything, guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. Don't forget to go out there and visit my Patriot Supply at redpills.tv slash patriot, redpills.tv slash patriot, or getgoldtoday.com if you're looking to get those IRAs and 401ks into gold and silver, especially with everything that's happening to not, uh, this, this week and to the world right now. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow.